It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Auburn staying home. They get to play in Birmingham as the Auburn Tigers are the nine seed taking on eight seeded Iowa. How fun is that, Daryl? The Tigers get to play just two hours away from Auburn. Well, it's exciting. I was kind of hoping for that. That's a great, great draw for Auburn. Number one, I was a good matchup for Auburn. I've watched them play a lot in the Big Ten. They got hot late, but I think that's a really good matchup for Auburn. And then the fact that you're just right down the road, uh, that's incredible. And I think that's a, as good as Auburn could have hoped for to get the nine seed, to be able to play Iowa in the first round and to play in Birmingham is really big because Auburn will travel. I mean, we know that that Auburn Nation will be out in full force. That's going to be really, really pro-Auburn, that crowd. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be a really, really fun home environment. Uh, I mean, there's no question about it. The downside is if you win, you've got to play a very good Houston team. We'll talk about them in a second. But I just think the fact that you're playing Thursday – and the fact that you're playing just two hours away from from uh, from home, I mean, there, there's going to be so many Auburn fans that are just going to do a day trip out of all of this. I mean, that's just a big, big, big deal. It is. I mean, the NCAA selection committee did Auburn a favor. I'm not saying they handed out candy, but I'm saying that typically Auburn's used to that woe is me, you know, we're not going to get what something's going to happen, it's going to be bad, and – this is a good, good scenario for Auburn. And I know Houston's a very good basketball team who last I checked on my way here to my office to do this was getting smoked by Memphis. I don't know what the final score ended up being. Um, I assume they lost. Um, that guard for Memphis that absolutely killed us had a great game against Houston Davis. Mm. Uh, but, you know, Houston's a good basketball team. But are they – Unbeatable on a neutral floor? No, I mean, they're not. And they play in a conference that's a mid-major. It's amazing how the football equation in the college football playoff compared to the NCAA basketball tournament, you'd never see a group of five being in the top four or being a number one or number two overall seed. But here we are in March Madness in Houston, who's a mid-major, albeit a very good basketball team. They deserve that number one seed. But they're not, they are beatable on a neutral floor on the right night if Auburn can play at the level they did for 35 minutes against Alabama and how they played against Tennessee. We just don't know which team we're going to get, but that's what makes this so exciting in March because you get out of conference 
where teams know your tendencies, and now you play somebody that doesn't know you. And I think uh, I think just the state of this team being battle tested, like I think there's going to be a few of SEC teams that you kind of look at, and you're like, ah, oh, they were okay during the uh, regular season. I think a few of these are going to be able to go on a little bit of a run here. Maybe Auburn's one of them. Auburn is a as a nine. That surprised you a little bit. I, I was real. I, I spent all day looking at all the 10 7 matchups. I, I really thought Auburn was going to be a 10 seed. I did too. A lot of the, the uh, you know, predictions and a lot of the things. That's why I've said all along um, people get really, really wrapped up in Joe Lenardi. I'm not, and, and I'm just going to be honest when, and transparent when I say this is that people equate Joe Lenardi to the NCAA selection committee. And when Lenardi yeah. had Auburn as the first or the last four in or the whatever, not the last four, but the first four buys or, you know, on the bubble is maybe a play-in, I kept saying, don't pay attention to that. Lenardi's not the committee. And when Lenardi's mm. bracket came out and the, the reveal of the first 16 came out a month ago, they were not similar. So Lenardi kind of locked in Auburn as the 10 seed all along to play Northwestern when Jerry Palm – who turned out to be more accurate, had Auburn as the nine seed and even had Auburn playing Iowa. Because when me and you were off camera and Iowa was announced at the, as the eight, I'm like, I don't know. Everything you, I you thought said, was You said, yeah. I want it. I want yeah. it. I want yeah. nine. And then it popped up. You're and right. So was, you know, so that's the thing is that it's, it's all a crapshoot. Nobody knows. But, I mean – you know, there was that per step bracket matrix that runs through a ton of different scenarios. This is amazing. If you go back and look at this thing right before the tournament started, the highest percentage they they run forty seven different bracket possible possibilities. Zach, okay, right. so all across the board, the highest percentage Auburn landed on picture like the big wheel of fortune roulette wheel, but without Vanna White, the highest percentage was. Auburn a nine seed, and the highest percentages to where they were going to play was Birmingham. So, I mean, that bracket matrix, if you – as we go into next year and Auburn's fighting for that number one seed, hopefully, that's the that's the bracketology to look at, the bracket matrix, because they do a sample size of 47, and it's pretty stinking accurate. Yeah, I mean, uh, clearly, which is, which is great. Um this, uh, this Selection Sunday Reaction Show brought to you by our friends at Henry Service Company. We've talked about our great partnership with them all year long. If you're in the Montgomery Tri-County area, give them a call, 334-288-2700. Alabama license number 00021. More on them in a few minutes. So th the matchup with Iowa. I mean, this Iowa team, I think it's kind of similar to Auburn. It just the, the little bit I've been able to watch Iowa this year, it, it seems like at times they wonder where their offense is going to come from. Solid defense when they want to play defense. And there's just a lot of other teams in their conference that have been better than them, but like they're a solid team. I think there's a lot of similarity between Auburn and Iowa. There is. I actually watched uh, a couple of Iowa's games. I have a relative who's from Iowa and likes Iowa. So I kind of, you know, started watching them as a, as a courtesy if I was over his house and that kind of thing. And then one Saturday, I can't remember the game. People in the chat can help us out. It was the most incredible comeback that I've seen in college basketball this year. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Oh, I remember that. I yeah, can't remember it was Indiana. But, I mean, I think Iowa was down eight with 23 seconds to go. Yeah. And hit like three threes 
I actually got it into overtime and then just smoked whoever in overtime. They were just on such a high. But it was the most – it was the game that their idiot coach was so mad and he walked over to the sidelines and stared – like got in a staring contest like he was three with an official. I remember that. Viral. Yeah. yeah, and the official did a great job of just kind of walking away. But then after that, his team goes on a run and they win. And, you know, it, it was an incredible game. But they are so capable – of getting hot from behind the three-point line in the games I've watched them play, that if they're not a team that shoots the three well, and, and we got someone that said it was Michigan State that who they played that that happened to. If they don't shoot the three well, Zach, meaning not 40, 45% or not, they are absolutely very beatable. They struggle. But when they shoot the three, McCaffrey, who is the coach's son, he can light it up. Uh, there's another kid, uh, number 20, who's a guard who can light it up. When they're shooting the three, they are deadly and they're dangerous. But if they're not, and they're not hitting their threes, they're very average. All right. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just seeing a lot of these national folks shocked that Auburn's not that Auburn's a nine seed. Oh Which, yeah, I'm sure they're. I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. I'm sure. I think lots of people upset that Auburn's a nine seed, which obviously makes me um, makes me happy. All right, let's go to some of them. The replies here. BB Groover says we got such a good spot. I I agree. I agree with that. Um, Interesting Jay, is it going to be? It, just so I know, because I wasn't watching it. You were. You were kind of. You were kind of doing the. You were my eyes and ears. I assume Alabama's in the Birmingham region as well. They are, yeah. Okay. They're in the different part of the bracket, obviously. But they're, but they're there, so I mean, mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting, isn't it? It's be wild, like, yeah. A bunch of Auburn and Alabama fans at the same site for the NCAA tournament. I don't know if that's ever happened. I mean, I just don't know that. I'm, I'm being, you know, I'm, I'm ignorance here. Is, is has Auburn and Alabama ever been in the same city in the first round of the NCAA tournament, which is going to make it very, very interesting? I can't imagine. Alabama. So, I mean, that's pretty remarkable, really, yeah. when you think about it. And the fact that it's Birmingham too, that's yeah. Fine. They're going to Atlanta or Nashville or Charlotte yeah. or Greensville. Like, yeah, they're they're in Birmingham. That's awesome. JM says Houston has some injuries too, so not a super tough draw. I'm not ready to say that they're not. I mean, I, I think they're they're a good team. Any like, number let's, one. Yeah, let's don't I mean, downplay Houston here. Like Houston's a good team but we got to yeah. beat iowa first you got to beat, beat iowa. iowa and then you just hope to see what happens obviously on a neutral floor but yeah just take care of you know that an eight nine matchup is exactly that it's a pick them in mm -hmm. most cases i mean it's you're evenly matched that's why they put you eight and nine and so anything can happen again we have some comments of people talking about uh, iowa can shoot lights out they can but not always. I mean, they, they live and die with the three ball. And I don't have access to pull up Iowa's record, but I could guarantee you if you go back through, pull up their record, look at the games they lost, and look at shooting percentages, I would it would be safe to say that they were under 35% shooting the three ball in their losses, and they were scorching over 40% in their wins. So you better extend. Yeah. I mean, and Bruce Pearl – I'm sure we'll have, you know, a defense drawn up where you've got to extend. You can't stay soft in that zone that, like, Auburn played against Arkansas where they packed it in. You better go out and guard. But I like our guards defending the three ball, Zach, much better than I like our guards defending a bigger guard off the dribble. No and question. That's, that's where this matchup – now, if they're stroking their threes, 
nothing you can do about it. You tip your hat, you move on if they shoot 50%. But well, it's I, much better than going guys that like to go to the rim and attack the basket on our 5'11 guards. Foul trouble has been such an issue. Like, it's much easier if you're going to attack Auburn via the three, you know, for Auburn to, like, not be in foul trouble by halftime. So sure. I think that's I think that's an element as well. So Iowa is 19 and 13 on the season. They are... They're tied for fifth in the Big Ten. So they went 11 and nine in the Big Ten. On Ken Palm, Iowa is 37th. For comparison, Auburn is 29th in Ken Palm. And then when looking at the net, Iowa is 39th and Auburn is 32. You can make the argument that Auburn could have been the eight seed and Iowa could have been the nine seed with those numbers. To be perfectly honest with you, yeah. I mean, we, Auburn was lower in the Ken Palm and lower in the net and lower being a good thing, and was the lower seed. So, look, and this is a this is an evenly matched. One team's got nineteen wins, one team's got twenty wins. The difference is the selection committee and most national pundits are a lot higher on the Big Ten than they are the SEC. So you get really good points for finishing fifth in what they consider to be a stacked Big Ten as opposed to finishing seventh in the SEC. And, and that's and that's why I think Auburn is the nine and I was the eight. Yeah. What you doesn't matter. It's uniform colors at this point. I mean, you're in Birmingham. Iowa has to go to Birmingham. So Auburn actually gets a benefit of a higher seat in that scenario. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, James saying, man, wouldn't it be funny if Bama and Auburn met in the Elite Eight? They're on different parts of the bracket. So well, the only we, way the only way they could meet is in the national championship. Auburn, I mean, Arizona and Alabama would meet in the Elite Eight, and you get yep. your popcorn ready. That'd be a, a good basketball game. Yep. Yep. James, the way the the way the tournament's set up is each like site has multiple like little tournaments, but it doesn't mean like all of them are gonna play each other eventually. They're on different parts of the the bracket. It's all over the place. Uh let's see. Go to Gene Harper's comment, if you can, about five up. I think this is interesting just because we've played them twice. Very similar style of play to Bama. We have experience playing and guarding teams like that. Will be a test of our basketball IQ. Okay, let me just say this. Similar in the fact that they fall in love with the three, but they are not They are near, not near as athletic as Bama and not as near attack the rim. Is that Alabama can go downhill on you if they need to. Besides, hit the three and are very athletic, have athletic bigs. Iowa, not so much. I can't believe we're going to Birmingham, Daryl. I just can't believe it. That's so fun. Telling you, I'm not surprised only because these predictors have been, I mean, again, bracket matrix. There was like all these scenarios. Des Moines, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, my Yankee self. Des Moines and Birmingham were both four. That's like the scenarios the most, they were tied the most, those two, as far as what region. Uh, and then Sacramento was in there, Denver was in there, but the one that came up the most on the roulette wheel was Birmingham tied with mm-hmm. Des Moines. And I just didn't see Auburn getting sent, you know, to Des Moines. That's where Iowa could have said, why are we in Des Moines? We're the eighth seed, you know. So, it, it listen, when you go to bed tonight and hit your knees, be thankful because Auburn – Got some respect tonight, and did and and, and got a favor done. And so well, it always seems like we normally have to go out west every time yeah. we play in the tournament. Oh, San Diego, you know, yeah, uh, 
you know, I'm surprised we haven't had to play. You talk about going out west. I'm surprised we haven't played in the far west the way we feel like sometimes people treat us. But, um, you know, <laughs> Seattle. I remember. I remember Auburn playing in Long Beach because, you know, I I was following that game closely back in 1986. Being a young a young buck, uh, senior in high school, I was like, why Why is this Auburn team from Alabama all the way here in Long Beach? And Arizona was the lower seed. And they they sent all they shipped Auburn with Chuck Person and that group out to to Long Beach. So I don't know. They got a break. It's a great great opportunity. And I'm just going to say this: I, I know that you know people probably are going to be looking at this situation and how to purchase tickets and all that kind of stuff. If you are an Auburn basketball fan, even regardless if you're disappointed in this year or how things turned out, get your butts to Birmingham and support this basketball team. You do not have an opportunity that often in life to go watch your favorite college basketball team an hour and a half down the road. Life is short. Go. Go. They need you. And then I'm already, I'm already seeing notes that the BJCC sold out. So you're going to have to go. But I mean, you're going to have to go to the, the secondary market. Secondary and market and go do it be because cheap. Yeah. You don't get to do this that often. You know, it comes around once in a while, take advantage. And then if they win Thursday, you know, get in a favorable matchup, an even matchup, I'm not predicting a victory. I'm just saying it's a good matchup. Then you can stay and, and see another game Saturday against more than likely a number one seed. So that's right. That's right. Hey, and uh, this show is brought to you by Henry Service Company, as uh, as every basketball, every bit of basketball content this season has been here on Locked on Auburn. They cover everything and help you fix anything, whether it's electrical, plumbing, HVAC, doesn't matter what it is. They've got you covered. All you have to do is give them a call, 334-288-2700, Alabama license number 00021. We're Eagle, Wyoming pointing out, Iowa leads the Big Ten in points per game at 80. They shoot 45% from the field and 34% from three. I'll tell you right now, if they do that on Thursday, they will beat Auburn by 10 points. Um, maybe, uh, I don't know the 34% from three I take right now. If you told you, me, you that team, yeah, I've watched them shoot like 50% on um, in games. And that's why that's an average, you know, that's an average, obviously 34%. Look at what they shot when they lost, look at what they shot when they won. If they shoot under 35%, which 34% is, I like Auburn's chances. I don't like Auburn's chances if they get to 80. I think Auburn's got to hold them in the low seventies. Mm-hmm. How many points would you give Auburn for it being in Birmingham? Like a home field, like a home court advantage, six. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if this game is played in Sacramento, it's a, it's it's you know it, based upon that Sacramento to Birmingham. I think you're talking about a plus six there in point differential for Auburn. So you think where- so you think Auburn's going to be favored when lines come out? Yeah, I do. I mean, six points, it'd have to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm talking about I give them, like, what their normal scoring average is. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would take the, I would take more of a, a, a snapshot or a composite of what Auburn averages points per game at home as right. opposed to the road. And, I, I mean, you can't go straight up. Home court is still home court, but I'd shave a little off that. And I would say, I don't know what the, the point differential is between Auburn on the road and the and home, it'd be interesting to see what they average at home as opposed to what they average on the road. But somewhere in the middle there is what I would say, even on the high end for Birmingham. So they gave Memphis an eight seed, a team that really kind of 
took it to us. And they're in the same matchup we are, just in a different part of the bracket. Yeah. And they got to go to Columbus, which Columbus, Ohio. So, I mean, they're in a worse situation. I think Auburn, now they're playing Florida Atlantic. I think it's definitely an easier draw, but I don't know. Well, and they also, you know, just beat, just won their conference. I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean, Memphis just won their conference. I mean, that's why I don't think. I don't think they look at the stuff. Maybe Memphis was a nine. Before they won their conference, they won the conference, and they said, we're bumping you up a seed line. That seems feasible because I saw that same bracket matrix all the way across the board up until today had Memphis as a 10. So they probably got a couple extra seed lines for knocking off Houston. Yeah. Uh, I just can't believe like this quote-unquote bad season that Auburn people are so insistent that how bad and awful this season was. You ended as a nine seed. And you you get to go watch this team play an hour and a half to two hours away from your home. I, I just can't get over that, Daryl. I mean, all year we've been having to defend this team, and all of a sudden it's like they're in a really solid situation to to get an opening round win. I want people to go back and remember for some of the old Kentucky's a six, Daryl. Yeah, I figured that. I figured mm-hmm. that was going to be. I and mean, we'll go through. We need to go through before we get off the air that. SEC, yeah. all the SEC teams. But I, you know, I can remember when in the 80s when Auburn would get a 10 seed or a 9 seed or an 11 seed and then get to the Sweet 16 or the Elite 8. I mean, they did with Sonny Smith. Yeah. And then the year 2003 that they got to the Sweet 16, they were a 10 seed with Marquise Daniels. And I know I keep going back to that, but this is for point of reference for what and then there were years, the year that Clemson smoked Auburn in the second round, I think Auburn was a 3. Um yeah, that was a rough game. So, you, know, you just never know. I do know this, that Auburn's never lost a first-round game under Bruce Pearl. That's true. And a lot of people kind of thought that there was a chance that we would last year, and then we came out and looked really good and then looked awful against Miami last year. But we'll um, we'll see. So, yeah, to, to – I, so, I mean, you kind of already hinted at this, but you think it all is going to kind of come down to – how well Iowa shoots the three. I do. I think that this is a good scout for Auburn and their coaches. I think this is really a, a question of knowing the answers to the test before you take the test. Just study them hard. If mm-hmm. Auburn can play the level of defense that they have played at points during the year, okay, and, and, and remember now, there were early in the year, Auburn did a really good job limiting teams – to three-point percentage. Now, we say this. Some of that was really good run-out defense, and some of that against LSU and Mississippi State, it just seemed to me like those teams missed a lot of open looks. Yep. And I was like, wow, if just four or five of those go op- wide-open threes go down. But I like I like Auburn having to put the game in the hands of its defense and do something defensively to advance, meaning here's, your, here's, your, here's the mission should you choose to accept it. You got to keep them under 35% from the three. You can't let them get runouts. And we have to not go into a freaking shell and absolutely be anemic on offense. If that happens, Auburn's got a good sh- chance. If Iowa comes out and shoots 45% from the three, it, there's more than a likelihood Auburn's going to get beat unless Auburn matches it. I mean, there's always the, the, you know, the, the, the counterpoints. If, if Iowa shot 45% from three, and Auburn shot 50% and was on fire and unconscious, yeah. that's a difference. But if we take averages and what things normally do, 
through the course of the year and who Auburn is because you are what you are at this mm -hmm. point of the year. Although Auburn has been shooting the basketball game from behind the three-point line significantly better the last 10 games than they did previously. Tennessee's a four. Then USC, a team that whooped Auburn earlier this year, they're a 10. So just to kind of so, get so, some So USC was not a uh, last – the last four in as far as having to play. I don't fully understand how that works, but I don't yeah. think that's how that works as a 10. No, if so you're, I you guess have not. to be an 11 and you have to be on the back side of 11 to be one of those that has to play in Dayton. I, who, I don't know who's playing the play-ins. Maybe you can – the play-in games are interesting because for us college basketball freaks, the tournament actually starts, what, Tuesday or Wednesday in those play-in games mm -hmm. in yep. Dayton, Ohio. Folks pointing out that Iowa is good at adjusted offense. Uh, so they're on pace score 120 points per 100 possession is my understanding of how that stat works. We'll see. I mean, we certainly got to see how this team, how this team responds to all of that. But they're allowing 74 points per game. And Auburn's going to have to score more than that to beat them. Yeah, they're not a defensive juggernaut, so that's the good news that Auburn – All right, last four in are Mississippi State, Pitt, Arizona State, and Nevada. Those were the See, last that's four. See, that's dead on with what, yeah, we've seen. So, The first four out, OK State, Rutgers, North Carolina, and Clemson. North Carolina, one of the like best basketball programs ever, um, didn't get in. So if you're an Auburn fan complaining, just here's a, there's a lot of perspective that kind of says, nah, you probably shouldn't be feeling that way. Yeah, I mean that's there's some blue bloods that uh, are not going dancing, and um, that's where, why you should never ever take it for granted. Just get in, just get in, and stay away from the play-in game because that's dangerous. Because you're playing a game and a team that's evenly matched with you allegedly as well, and one and you and one and done. At least in this scenario, you're you're in safely. You're in the big dance. You don't have to play that extra game, and you're a nine seed, which you were safely in. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got smoked. Well, not smoked, but you got beat by Arkansas in the first run, in, the, in the first game you played in the SEC tournament. And I don't think Auburn's seed line was affected at all. I think the win over Tennessee jumped Auburn from a ten to a nine, or maybe an eleven from a nine, and then they were safely in from then on out. Unless they made a run in the SEC tournament, they couldn't went up a seed line or two. All right, here's a fun fact from front of the program, Justin Ferguson. Auburn faced a school record 13 NCAA tournament teams this season, smashing the previous high of 10 in 2021. The Tigers played six non-conference opponents that made it. Memphis, West Virginia, Northwestern, USC, Colgate, and Texas Southern, breaking a previous program record of four. So once again, just talking about Auburn hadn't played anybody, their strength of schedule stinks, all that's crap. Daryl, the well, end of the year, when it's all behind us, it's like it, 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 nothing's as bad as it really seemed like it was. A lot of conference champions they played. It'd be interesting to see what the strength of schedule ended up being because that's part of the Ken Palm matrix. It's it, it's right there as far as what their strength of schedule is. So, I you know, I think just on, let's be honest, with the, with the benefit of playing Alabama twice, you know, that, that's going to raise your strength of schedule. Um, some of the non-conference games weren't all that terrific as far as Auburn, you know, playing some teams. But look at Memphis now. Look at Northwestern. Those, te those teams ended up being, 
tournament teams. Uh, it'd be interesting. Again, I love for people to help contribute to this show. Somebody give us a number of how many teams Auburn is playing or how many teams Auburn played this year that were in the NCAA tournament. I just said that. I just I read that. Oh, go ahead. With Justin Ferguson's thing? I'm sorry. Uh, Auburn faced a school record 13 NCAA tournament teams. 13. I'm sorry. Okay. I, th- I, I got to the part where you said something about the uh, conference. Yeah, th- yeah there's a two-parter there. Yep. Yeah, yep. I'm sorry. The thir- 13. 13. Okay. Most ever. That's amazing. It's pretty, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. And, you know, I, I think having, I guess, eight SEC teams made it in since Mississippi State made it in, right? Vandy did yeah. not. Yeah, so that's they, one of the yeah, talk eight, about that. Eight of those teams are SEC teams, correct. So I think that's great. I think that's great. And so all this narrative, you know, Auburn's not battle tested and Auburn hadn't played anybody and all that. It's all crap, Daryl. Like <laughs> they they played more tournament teams this year than they ever have. And so just get out of here with all that stuff. And all of a sudden you're looking at this team with 20 wins. Like you said, they they led the team led the SEC in three-point shooting for the last few games of the regular season. And maybe they can turn it on. They look bad in the SEC tournament, at least in the first half against Arkansas. Maybe they can turn it around. I also think Arkansas is a pretty decent team. I think somebody said that they were an eight seed. I'll pull up the bracket in a second. We'll kind of go over all of that. But, I mean, it, I think if you play like you did against Arkansas, you probably beat Iowa. I think I think well, Arkansas is better than Iowa. Well, I think what it tells you is <clears> – <throat> At the end of the year, if you play 13 teams that ended up going to the national tournament, the NCAA tournament, you've played a good schedule, and now getting into the tournament, anything could happen. I mean, you you know, you've played that maybe the reason why Auburn did some of the things they did down the stretch and had some is because they had to play 13 teams that ended up being in the NCAA tournament. Now you have an opportunity to, you know, play that schedule's toughens you up. Now, those are the opponents you're going to see. You should be familiar with playing that level of opponent. That's right. And I apologize. I want to make sure everyone knows the first part of your question. I do pay attention to what you said. I'm at work. And my work. I'm on my work computer, and three emails popped up at the exact same time you said that. Nice. I, was to, I was trying to minimize them, and I didn't want them appearing on the screen or whatever. So you're good, man. I apologize. Hey. I missed that first part. You're good. No, we're taking a lot of information right now. That is okay. Tyrone says, I wish BP would be more concerned by basketball other than all external opinions. What what are you talking well, about? You know what? That that has everything to do with what he tweets, and the man can tweet whatever he wants. That has nothing to do with his basketball acumen. Oh, is that a political thing? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I found a bracket from Fox. We're going to use their bracket. They oh, that's great. All right, so for folks watching on YouTube right now, Auburn is in the top right. If you uh, if you missed the reveal show, they're in the top right. So the winner of Auburn, Iowa, will take on the winner of Houston and Northern Kentucky. And I did not know Northern Kentucky was a thing until we were watching this second ago. Then in theory, if Auburn gets to the Sweet 16, which, man, that is a tall task, beating Iowa and Houston, but let's just keep that conversation going. They would eventually meet either Miami, which would be a fun rematch from last year's game, uh, Drake, Indiana, or uh, Kent State. So, I mean, honestly, if you get past Houston, then it's a lot more realistic than just kind of kind of round out the Midwest. Iowa State, Mississippi State, Xavier, Kennesaw State, Texas A&M, Penn State, 
And then Texas, which I think is the worst of the two seeds, taking on Colgate, which Auburn played earlier in the year. So what are, what are your thoughts on that, Daryl? Well, I mean, obviously in the NCAA tournament, you go, it's just, it's just win and survive, win in advance, survive in advance, whatever that is. But it would be nice if Auburn can get out of that, you know, get to the Sweet 16 like they've done in the past when they were this, this particular seed line and then get that Miami rematch if Miami was to make it that way. That would be a lot of fun. That would be fun. Um, it's just it, – it's, it's, it's so cool to think about potentially down the road and when you draw up the bracket, that's why this is such a fun time of year. Um, but, again, it's all – and it's also about matchups. So, you know, Auburn will be playing – if they were to beat Iowa and then – they were to play Houston and play really well, and for some reason, you know, was to upset Houston. They'd be playing two teams right there that didn't, you know, haven't played in a in a while or maybe mm-hmm. ever haven't seen this year. So that's always fun to draw different people that don't know your tendencies. Right, right. Which I don't know who that benefits. Does that benefit Auburn or Iowa in the first round? That you don't know the other on, person's tendencies. Yeah, it depends on if you're dynamic in your tendencies. I think if you're if you're a, a one trick pony, like Auburn's strength offensively to me is points in the paint. When they get the ball down low and they score in the paint area, and when they're plus ten or more against their opponent in the paint, they really win a lion's share of their basketball games. They've had to find some different ways to do it in the last ten games. They've gotten better shooting from the three-point line, three-point line. But I think the more dynamic you are from an offensive standpoint, as far as sets you run and that kind of stuff, then tendencies matter. To me, I was just like, hey, this is what we are. We're going to live and die with the three. If yeah. you can stop it, stop it. If you can't, we're going to beat you. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, you know, again, that's a good scout. Now, how they get open threes is tendencies. That's important. Do they flex? Do they back cut? Do they off-ball screen? Do they bring their big high to the top of the key and rotate over on the wing? You know, how do you get guys open to get open shots are tendencies, and that's what Auburn and Bruce Pearl and Stephen Pearl are going to be look like. Remember, Auburn in 2019 shot a ton of threes in transition. They weren't a half-court run sets, get open threes. A lot of their threes were maddening because you're like, you got a two-on-one, and they would like throw it out behind the three-point line, and you'd be like, no, and then boom, that hit it. So a lot of their threes were in transition. I was not that way. They run sets in the half court to get guys open. And I just happened to watch them three times this year. So, you know, that's just luck of the draw uh, that I I did. I think you knew, Daryl. You're that good. Maybe I was a little Rochonomous, yeah. Uh, maybe so. Maybe so. All right. Both uh, Daryl and folks in the live chat, I'll throw this up here again. Looking at that top right part of the bracket, the Midwest. If you had to predict, how far does Auburn make it in the NCAA tournament? Would love to know. Would love to know. Daryl, I think we win on Thursday, and I think Houston beats us. That is my current guess right now. Mm-hmm. If I was filling out a bracket and putting everything on the line, that's what I would predict. I agree, and I and I said on our show uh, after the first round of the S- or the first game of the SEC tournament that I would take that right now. I think if you're able to play two games in Birmingham with that crowd and push Houston to the brink, 
on the Saturday game and, and, and beat Iowa? Because we don't know if that Iowa game, if we, I mean, look, I'll say it. I don't give a crap what Vegas says or the line or anything like that. Auburn, if Auburn beats Iowa Thursday, it's not an upset. If Iowa beats Auburn Thursday, it's not really an upset. They're, these are two evenly matched teams. The only thing I would look at is the BPI predictor projection. If it had Auburn winning, you know, 55% mm-hmm. chance to win, something like that, that's how you would know who's who's favorite. I'm not concerned about the money line because, again, that is, that I don't know that so much about basketball roster and 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 uh, who's who's a better basketball team on the floor. So it'll be interesting. I think that either team should feel really, really We have good. a line. We've got an opening line on uh, gonna, our, our, our friends at uh, FanDuel. You want to guess it? I'm going to say you're Auburn, all, you're all Auburn over. Two. Auburn two. Auburn is – Iowa's favored by half a point. So it's a Oh, push. wow. Okay, well, that's a pick them. Yep. That's a pick them. That will move. I bet that moves two points in one direction. I don't know which yeah, one I mean, yet, but I bet it does a move. Lot of, I mean, that's basically – you're talking about almost a home game for Auburn, and Iowa's still a half-point favorite. So mm-hmm. if that game was that's in the morning, it would be interesting. Yeah, you got to think. Four, five maybe? Yeah. Yeah. And Auburn's been okay. I mean, Auburn's been decent in neutral site. I mean, we've talked about that before. Now, obviously, coming off a tournament loss, like that doesn't really help that case. But let's not act like they've been awful no. in neutral site. Well, in Birmingham, you know, Legacy Arena is not a ballroom. Like, we, we had some people point out. So, that may hurt us a little bit. We were not able to play in that ballroom. But Legacy Arena, an arena that I, I can't remember – I think Auburn played UAB there a couple years ago. I, I, it's been a while since they played in Legacy Arena. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I just <laughs> I love the fact that it's a bunch. Of, it's going to be a bunch of Auburn and Alabama people there. Like, well, it's going it, to interesting. Gonna... I mean, from a standpoint of heated arguments and takes and controversy and a lot that's going on. I mean, let's hope that. Everyone conducts themselves and handles themselves well, and we represent the state of Alabama because, you know, it again, unprecedented. Could you imagine North Carolina and Duke getting same, sent to the same city for the first round? Oh, we just learned another detail. Okay. Tip is uh, Thursday at noon Eastern, 11 Central. Okay. That is too early to be doing anything. Well, I'm glad I'm off this. I'm glad I took off that day with the per- – Per chance that that game was going to be in Birmingham. Yep. Yep. Okay. And Timothy's saying it's noon according to Vivid Seats. So I bet that's Eastern time. So, uh, yeah. Yep. 11 o'clock tip, Central time, Birmingham time. That's that's early. That's early. I don't know if that impacts anything, but, like, you're just not used to playing basketball games uh, at 11 o'clock in the morning. But that's another factor. We'll is, see who, who adjusts. And the, and the good thing is it's 11 o'clock in the morning for Iowa, too. So it's both teams. Now, you know, if Iowa was coming from the east and that extra out, who knows? I mean, you know, where that makes a difference is when they ship a team from the eastern time zone all the way out to the west coast. You know, that can make a difference Mm -hmm. and vice versa. That's right. That's right. Oh, man, this is so fun. I, I still can't believe they're going to Birmingham. I know I've said that like 10 times, but that's just so stinking fun. So stinking fun. And it really sets up for a really cool environment if they beat Iowa and, like, just the support that would flock to Birmingham even more so 
because that'd be on the weekend, right? More people yeah, can Saturday make that. Game. Yeah. Um, against Houston, like holy cow, like that would be a really, really cool thing. But you got to get there. You got to get there first. Yeah, you got to win that first game at 11 a.m. And then at that point, um, you know, again, I, I want to echo: if you have an opportunity to buy tickets on the secondary market, go because you don't have that many of an opportunity, much of an opportunity to see your favorite college basketball team play an hour and a half away. War Eagle Wyoming says we are gonna play in the Holiday Inn ballroom, but Hoover has their prom that same day. <laughs> he is incorrect. I checked; it was Spain Park. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's Spain Park, dude. Come on now. No, I know. Yeah, the Hoover ballroom. <sighs> I'd have taken the Hoover ballroom. Yeah, really. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. All right, yeah. Put those up predictions, and I saw a few people say one and one. Um, did anybody think Auburn? Loses to Iowa, or does anybody think Auburn could potentially beat Houston? Would love, uh, would love y'all's thoughts on that. Then we'll we'll wrap up this Henry's Service Company selection Sunday special in a moment. But it's going to come down to, to Auburn's guards. I mean, I don't think I think how we talk about these games is how we talked about Auburn going into the SEC tournament if they were going to go on a run late in the season. Like it comes down to can you take care of the basketball? Can you make smart decisions consistently over a 40-minute span? And I'm just not always sold that this team can do that. But there's more on the line. Um, a lot of this, this team clearly really likes each other. And, you know, we saw what they did when their backs were against the wall on senior day and what they did for the seniors and the guys who are going to be playing their last, you know, their last home games in Neville Arena. Maybe they all pull it together and they do it one more time. We'll see. But it's just, you, you, you got the feeling, Daryl, if they win on Thursday, all this crap about this season not being a success goes away. Because you can't say that Auburn's having a bad year and they win a tournament game. You can't say it. I agree. Um, I think Auburn has looked probably its best when they're the most desperate. Uh, you would think that a one-and-done scenario at an SEC tournament, you would be desperate, but no, because you know Auburn knew they were in the NCAA tournament, and they knew they were going to have another game. But the Missouri game, which now looks like Auburn's best win in hindsight, especially the way they did it, the Tennessee game where they absolutely had to have it, even the Ole Miss game, right. look, we joked and laughed about that game and said, God, Ole Miss, look how close, how well Ole Miss played down the stretch when Kermit Davis left and they played some teams off their feet. Um, including Missouri, at Missouri at the last game of the regular season. So I think Auburn's played their best when they're the most desperate, when they feel like there's no tomorrow. The SEC tournament was not that scenario. Auburn knew they had another game to play. So mm -hmm. let's see how this all shakes out Thursday. Yep. That's right. That's right. James saying, I think this team wants to prove the naysayers wrong. There's no doubt about it. I mean, Zepp kept bringing that up when the, the most recent interview that we had, where he, he would talk about that. So there's no question that's definitely an element. And all of us. So, um, Integrity Sports Podcast says what we're all thinking. Thanks to Henry Service Company for sponsoring this show throughout the year. Their interactive exchange is a fun platform. No doubt. Be sure to reach out to Henry Service Company. They can fix anything. They fixed Auburn's season. When everybody was saying Auburn was in an IT team, what happened? We all called Henry's collectively, yeah. and, and they fixed the season. Now Auburn's a nine seed, and they're going to get to play in Birmingham with a chance to play, you know, one of the best teams in college basketball if they can win against the Houston Cougars. So there's so much fun things that happen. And we're, we're going to give Henry's all the credit. 334-288-2700, Alabama license number 00021.
one. Daryl, any closing remarks from you today? Best that we could have hoped for. I mean, I'm just being honest. Uh, a nine seed, not a 10 seed, not an 11 seed, a nine seed in Birmingham. The, you know, if you're an Auburn fan, you should be very happy, very excited, very thankful right now. I like the matchup as well. It's right there, you know, for, for, for Auburn to take if they can take care of business on the defensive end. Uh, so it's a great day. And it's, it's uh, something that I hope people, you know, don't get too comfortable getting used to or take for granted. Get used yep. to it because that's the expectation should be every year, but never take it for granted. Brady R. with a um, super specific but very realistic scenario. Auburn comes out flat and down by 13 in the second. They fight back and take the lead inside two minutes. Crowd going crazy. Then we go cold and lose by five. Man, Brady. It's like we've seen that before or something. <laughs> well, but we haven't seen that before in a home court scenario. Every one of those where Auburn fought all the way back to take the lead within a minute to lose the lead was on the road. Alabama, Texas A&M, you know, the, the SEC then, tournament. Yeah, game. Nashville. Right. Nashville. Um, the, the other one I was thinking, West Virginia. Um, so, you know, at home, they got blown out by A&M, and then the Alabama game was close, but they didn't get it within, you know, they, they weren't winning under a minute. So let's see what happens with a raucous – Auburn pro Auburn crowd in Birmingham and see how that yeah. falls out. All right. So we got Alabama as a one seed West Virginia is a nine seed. I'm just looking at the teams that Auburn's played this year. Missouri's a seven. Memphis is an eight. We mentioned that Tennessee's a four. We mentioned that Kentucky is in a six. USC is a 10. I don't know. None of these really surprised me. Arkansas is, I can't see that. Is that a six? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't think, I, I, I don't, I see very little controversy about all of this. I saw a few people chirping about Oklahoma State not getting in, but I think it was more just them being upset that they didn't get in. I'll say this too. If I'm a Texas A&M fan for the second year in a row, I feel like the selection committee disrespected me. They, they were disrespected all year, to be fair. And they really, had a chance, they, they really had a chance to, like, yeah. put the nail in the coffin and all that today, and they just didn't do it. So. I just saw a majority of the projections I saw for A&M was a five or a six seed, and they, ended, and they ended up getting a seven. So, Right. AU for Life says, I named my firstborn Henry after Henry Service Company. Where Wyoming says that kid will fix everything. I think that's true. He will. You know, that's true. Play, plays over there burning some incense to try to get Auburn to Birmingham at work. Uh, he did it. I think that's all on him. I think that's all on him. All right. Daryl will be joining me on tomorrow's edition of Locked on Auburn. So be sure to do uh, check that out. We're going to talk some football, but of course, we'll also continue talking about Auburn and their trip to Birmingham for the NCAA tournament. Daryl, how can people give you some love, brother? DAP6410. Follow me on Twitter. I'll be on tomorrow morning with Ben Taylor at 710 on WNI Auburn Open like this morning. Doug Amos. 135, the max roundtable, and my man, Z Black, locked on Auburn tomorrow. So it's going to be a fun, full day. Let's go. Let's go. You can find all of our written work at auburndaily.com. And please subscribe to the channel. Click that like button, and a video of Daryl punching a monitor is coming very, very soon because we yes, hit 10K subs. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. 
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.